What up, East High? What up, Wildcats? Minute four. I thought you were going to be trying to do a... Nope, that, that was the extent of it. Wow, two episodes, <laughs> that's all you get. We are the Amateur Nerds. Presenting Wildcat Minute, the podcast where we analyze High School Musical one minute at a time. This is minute four, as I said Whoa. mere seconds ago. I'm Contra. I'm Tyler. Here we're, we are. We're coming at you hot with some High School Musical musical content. Oh, boy. Well, we're not musical, but the content within the minute we're talking about is musical. Why why don't you explain it to them? Sure. So this minute starts with when you take a chance. When you take a chance. They're singing the song. Yeah. We're all in the... Nope. (laughs) They're singing the song. We're all in this together. We made it to the end. Show's almost over. Congratulations. What a whirlwind it's been. Yeah. Nope. They're singing Start of Something New. Oh, oh, so this podcast is the start of something new. Yeah. You should have said that, yeah. like, in episode one. No. The song is called Start of Something New. Oh. Troy is answering the question, what was the last line? He said something about... Uh, anything can happen. Anything can happen. If you take a chance. If you take a chance. And so, then they sing the song. So, yeah, they start singing it. It builds to the chorus, yeah, and then it start. It it ends at the at the end of like at the beginning of the next verse. Correct, which is who'd have ever thought that? And that's exactly when Zac Efron what takes off his jacket. His, but we'll get to that. His blazer, and there's an eruption of an eruption of cheering. Words are hard today. An abrupt eruption. <laughs> an abrupt eruption of hearing up uh, cheering. Jesus. <laughs> well, they're all hearing too. <laughs> they're all you're definitely just, hearing him. You're just not making it any easier for me right now. <laughs> all right, so singing. So Troy finishes his verse, and he's like, "Boop, okay, that is it. <laughs> Leaving stage." Gabriella actually starts to sing. Yeah, w- we weren't sure. Maybe he, she wasn't going to. He's like. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, she's she's good. He maybe like takes a look at her. He's like, oh, she's kind of cute. Could um, also just be like, all right, I oh. don't want to disrespect her by she's putting herself out there. I will respect her and continue singing with her. Okay, so we're doing this. Basically. In the words of Hamilton. Yes. Um, she's still all tight and bunched up yes. and Troy gets very um, loose and like singy and yeah, some he, filler he, he, lines. He does an ooh. Between her lines. And an oh, yeah. (laughs) The oh, yeah, like, kills me because I think part of it, the way you see Zac Efron's mouth open, if I were to sing oh, yeah, I don't think my mouth would move that way. Yeah, that's when it's slightly more clear that if they're not singing live, obviously, and that it's someone else's voice. Mm Mm-hmm. But the overall, the the ADR and the dubbing is pretty good. Yeah. It's not very noticeable. I think Gabriella's lines up a bit better than... Yeah, and we were watching Aladdin yesterday, and the the ADR in that movie is not great. There are parts of it where it's rough. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, and oh, clarification: the new Aladdin, the twenty nineteen Aladdin yeah. with um Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, not not the classic animated feature. Yeah. So yeah, and then he so he comes back to the mic, and now now they're now they're singing together. They're jamming. The chorus kicks in. Well, what else happens is because his opening lines are just kind of like a. Like piano is just the background, and then when Gabriella's lines start, so we get the little bit of like the synth and the kind of bass, yeah, kind of kick in, and then it's not till the chorus when it like really comes in all the way. It becomes a pop song. Well, then there's 
Yeah, because it's okay. So it's Troy's Troy's verse, then Gabriella's verse, and then there's a little bridge where um they there's like there's like both of them sing, and then Gabriella gets like individual lines, and then they say this could be the, and then it leads into the chorus exactly, which is like start of something new. It feels then, so right to be here with you, yeah. and they keep like furtively glancing at each other. Yeah, and well, there's something really about some, something looking at the other person's eyes. Yeah, and part of it too, I think Troy has to look at the monitor more. I feel like I think Gabriella knows this song. Like she doesn't. Have, the only time she, <laughs> she ever was looked too shy to get up and sing, but she like she's a good singer. She knows how to sing. Yeah, yeah. But Troy doesn't like didn't think he could sing at all he was like "Ooh, this isn't gonna be good yeah also i think there's a comfort with the song like we were saying last time how the heck did they both just happen to know the song i think gabriella, gabriella actually like, wrote this song i think she knows this song troy keeps having to look over at the monitor where which is to their left and towards the direction yeah. of gabriella so like he'll then look down at gabriella too and yeah. sometimes she'll catch yeah, they his make eye. these little furtive glances at each other. And she'll look embarrassingly back at the monitor, but she, like, if even yeah. in the wide shots, like, she is just eyes ahead or eyes at Troy. She doesn't have to look yeah. at this monitor. What's, what's interesting is that they're, they're like, getting confident, but they're not, like, all out yet. Like, Until like Troy the, takes off his jacket. It seems like, yeah, when Troy takes off his jacket, like, by the next chorus, they're going to be, like, going for it, like, arms swinging, like moving around but now they're still they're singing it confidently but like she's still got her shoulders tucked yeah and like she's got yeah she's got that like shy smile going to the side it's like it's cute they're like cute awkward teenagers it's it's well performed in that regard yeah no they they do a good job of portraying some of the emotion and feeling that someone might experience doing karaoke at yeah. a ski lodge with someone you've never, <laughs> with someone met, you've never met before in a song you're maybe not familiar with. Plus, Zac Efron's nailing the harmonies. Or Drusilia's. <laughs> I mean, and this is where we get into the question of, like, um, like diegetic versus non-diegetic music. And something about something like High School Musical is that it engages in the long-standing tradition of the best musicals kind of having both diegetic and non-diegetic music throughout, which is interesting. So, like, this song is diegetic because they're singing karaoke, but other songs like Get Your Head in the Game are non-diegetic because they're obviously not singing during basketball practice or whatever. Or we don't know. (laughs) But there presumably are, like, like later in the movie, what they're, like, performing a play or something and, like, rehearsing for a play. So they're, like, doing songs. Yes. Um, So... Auditioning. That kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So there is this there's this balance like and it gets to the question of because the song is so thematically lined up with what they're going through. So like usually in a movie, it'd be like, OK, they sang karaoke together like that, just that. Mm-hmm. But not only are they singing karaoke together, but they're singing a, a song about not realizing the possibilities of if you tried something new, you just might find you get what you need. Um, <laughs> wait, not that. Um <laughs> Uh, if you try something new, um, you just might, like, meet someone or something great will happen, you know. I'm trying to think of another good example in another film in which that kind of happens. Um, well, my go-to is always, like, uh, like the Blues Brothers is my mm. is probably my favorite example of, like, the diegetic and non-diegetic music. So, right, they're in, they're in with um, Aretha Franklin, right, in the cafe. 
and she's mad at her husband like you better you better think before you go out and leave me and join the blues brothers but then it obviously goes into the song think, think. um yeah which is like oh okay i see what you did there but then there's also times when they're just like singing everybody needs somebody in a crowded hall yeah i was thinking like hairspray has some of those yeah too. hairspray another zac efron movie another, well um, the the remake is Zac Efron, yes. Uh, yeah. Hairspray. Grease, which which High School Musical is a riff on, kind doesn't of really have... Diegetic. Yes, it does have a couple diegetic, but not what, in the what sense... Are the, yeah, what are the more real songs? I would say... Like when they're making fun of uh, Sandy? San, yeah, Sandra D. I I was going to say... I would even say... Um, oh, the dream sequence one. Beauty School Dropout. Yeah, but even that's a dream sequence, so it's not really died. Like, that's just another step removed. But I still think But it's that, a riff on that uh, kind of, like, staged musical yeah. Well, Grease being an original, like, originally a stage production, I would say even, like, oh, what's the letter song? Not Sandy's letter song, but there's another letter song, like, they're writing to the boys in war kind of thing. Oh. Um, it's in between, it's in between Sandra D and, um... And Sandy's song, which I always leave the room for because I don't like it. Come at me. I don't care. It's what a bad song? song. The song where she's writing the letter or she's throwing the letter in the pool because she's sad. It's Sandy's sad song. I get really. I don't even remember. It's. I've watched this movie like within the last two years. I was by myself. I, I, cool. A 20 year old man by himself I throwing mean, on Grease for the fun of it. I oh, did that one night. The last time I watched it was actually when they did Grease Live with when with Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens. Hudgens. Yeah, I watched it because she was in it as Rizzo, and I thought that was a really good casting. Yeah. Uh, um, we don't need to dwell on that. No. But, but I think. I mean, this there are a con- lot of boring moments in Grease that you don't remember. That's kind of like the thing with Grease. You're like, wait, there's a whole subplot where she's pregnant and gonna. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why Rizzo's song is so intense. But I think that's a good scene in the movie um, because Greece has this weird balance of like not all of the not all of the scenes are shot really well. But Rizzo's song is like is very is very simple in the way it's shot and actually helps helps it be really good as opposed to like wanting to be really flashy with like a musical sequence. Mm -hmm. It was funny and something I'm just thinking about now and you won't get this. But Gabriella's song later is very reminiscent of Rizzo's song. So that was part of why I thought her casting was really good yeah. was the way they did the song in High School Musical. It kind of reminded me of Rizzo's song in a way that... Um, what came first, Rizzo the Rat or Rizzo in Greece? Rizzo in Greece. Oh, man. <laughs> Rizzo the Rat didn't come in until... Did they ever hang out, though? No. I want to I see that. Yeah, no, it would have been Grease first because the musical came was before Muppets Take Manhattan. Which is where Rizzo comes in. Which is where, yeah, the first time Rizzo's in uh, Muppets. First time Rizzo's in Grease. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, Rizzo the Rat in Grease. That would be so good. You need more female characters, obviously, to flesh out any um, Uh, Muppet remake. Yeah, the Pink Ladies. Yeah. I'm trying to think the Wizard of when they Wizard of Oz Muppets they cast a lot of the females as humans because they just don't have them as Muppets. Yeah. Um, Piggy Miss Piggy is the Wicked Witch of the West, but the Wicked Witch of the East 
is a human. Yeah, and there's sometimes, like, thematically, like, it's appropriate to have certain characters be certain things. Yeah. But you would really need all the pink ladies to be female Muppets. You could do Sandra as um, a human, though. Yeah. And the T... I would would totally buy that, like, Sandra and John Travolta's character, Danny, um, Uh, being humans, and then the rest of their clique... The rest of them being... Muppets. Yeah. I like Sam the Eagles, like the principal. The principal. Or <laughs> that would be so good. And who would be the vice principal lady that does the bells? So so Miss Piggy would be Rizzo. Oh. And Kermit, Kermit would be, be Zuko. Uh, no, not Kaniki. Kaniki, yeah. Ooh. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, we've seen the Muppet bait. We we've seen what happens when those two spawn beings. So we've been there. We've done um, that. I'm trying to think of the intricacies of uh, characters in that movie, but I don't actually remember any other characters. I mean, the other the other three. Who would be the guy that sings Beauty School Dropout? Oh, hmm. Or like uh, Link Link, Link Hog, Hog Drop. No, I think uh, Link would be the rival that Danny races oh, okay, against. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Um, who's like? There, there's no like lounge singer because Rolf is would be like the lounge singer equivalent, but he's more of a. Like a classic piano guy, not like a not like a crooner type guy. Yeah. Although I think who does the who does who would do like a crooner type song in the Muppets world? Crooner type. Doctor Teeth. That'd be funny. <laughs> no, but it could be um. Uh, F- uh, Floyd. Yeah, it could be like Floyd or Zoot I, or something. Flo- Zoot doesn't sing. Okay. Uh, Floyd would actually Floyd would be good there. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking for your kind of bumbling T birds. Could do Gonzo, Rizzo, and yeah. Fozzie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The T-Birds make sense. And yeah. the Pink Ladies, you fill in with, like, Janice or whatever. Yeah. Mm, Janice is so Janice is the stoic. only lady Muppet. <laughs> yeah, she's so stoic. I'm, like, trying to think of some other lady Muppets. Or There, are, there aren't any. There's, there's Janice and Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. <laughs> no, well, there's that one from, like, that she plays Lydia the Tattooed Lady. She's, like, an early pig version. Yeah, there's, like, other pigs that pop up every once yeah. in a while. Camilla. Camilla the chicken. You can just fill it in with chicken yeah, also. perfect. Female Muppets, they're just all chickens. They're just, that's... <laughs> uh, what if we were casting Grease as Muppets? Just... Grease. Uh, not Grease. High, High School, School Musical. Musical. The movie we're supposed to be talking about, not Grease. Okay. High School Musical. Would you do the same thing where you have... The lead to... No. No, you would have to... I think have... they'd either all have to be... They'd all have to yeah, be Muppets. Yeah, they'd all have to be Muppets. So would you do Kermit and Miss Piggy as... The Troy lead? and Gabriella? Yeah. And then their rivals. I think um, rivals. Sharpay and Ryan would be the more interesting because Miss Piggy's more of a Sharpay. She is a Sharp. She is Sharpay. Yeah. No, they are. They are one and the same. <laughs> so do you do do you do Link Hogthrob as Ryan, or do you do like Pepe as Ryan? That might be good. <laughs> mm, no, Pepe. I think Pepe is too showy. I could see Pepe as like Chad. I don't know who Chad is. Corbin Blue's character. Okay. It's fun. But, no, I'm thinking, because do you know the relation, how Sharpay and Ryan are connected to each other? They're brother and sister. Okay, good. Yeah. Wanted to make sure you knew that. I didn't want to assume. I think Link could work. I, I don't... You I don't, don't know. need to force it being sweet. a pig. Yeah, Ryan's just very sweet. Could be like Gonzo or something. Like, it could just be a guy. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Piggy doesn't have a good relationship with anyone. So I'm, like, trying to think, because there is some sort of, like, family, familial, like, caring, yeah. but also it's a lot of put-downs. But so if Kermit's Troy, because Kermit makes sense to be Troy. Yeah. But then who do you cast as Gabriella? Gabriella. 
The uh, what about the rival pig from when ABC tried to do that Muppets TV show? Yeah, yeah that could work. Or just Janice or something. You know, Janice. The other female Muppet. <laughs> all right, so we've got some singing going on. It's all very exciting. Do you want me to explain who Vanessa Hudgens is? Vanessa Ann Hudgens. Vanessa Ann Hudgens, born in 1988, so slightly younger than Zac Efron. First, I, a year. First appeared in the sitcom Still Standing. Uh, then in 2004, had a small role in the Thunderbirds movie. Oh, yeah. Then High School Musical happened. She also does mostly music. Like, she does a lot of music videos and commercials. That's what a lot yeah. of her IMDb was filled with. Yeah. Um, she was later in the movie Band Slam, which seemed like a thing that I might have heard of but wasn't. I have no idea what that is. In 2009. And then would later be in Beastly, yeah. which is Beauty and the Beast kind of redo. Sucker Punch, which is the early Zack Snyder movie, which got him a lot of cred. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh, right. Which I, I never saw. That. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that one. Spring Breakers. Like, it's kind of like the only, like, indie art movie that she's ever been. Not really an art movie. More of an indie movie. Uh, she was later in Machete Kills. Speaking of um, Danny Trejo and the Spy, Spy Kids, Kids universe. Nice. Um, and recently she's become kind of in this... Uh, she's retired from acting a, a lot, right? No. Per se, I, she's recently not not Hallmark movies per se, but like that brand of TV movie. Uh, she was in like The Princess Switch and um, uh, The Night Before Christmas with a K oh, or something like yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, remember and also hearing Grease Live, like stuff like that, where she's like, she's kind of like a generic like female lead that's like big enough to generate get, some buzz, get some buy-in for a TV movie, but not really something you're gonna bill up. Hollywood movie around. Although I do think she has the talent. I really haven't seen anything that she's in. But I would think she has the raw talent to lead a Hollywood movie. I, I just think don't think anyone's really musically, using her. I think musically she has the talent. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, you could definitely cast her in like a, like a Lorax type movie where it's like, oh, oh, that voice? Oh, it just happens to be Vanessa Hudgens. Mm-hmm. Not really. Her face isn't really the star, but her voice contributes. Yeah. Like, if she had done, like, the lead of Trolls. Yeah. Instead of Anna work. Kendrick. Yeah. yeah. But Anna Kendrick is also, like, big star. So. Yeah. So, are you ready for our even segment? Oh, yes. So, it's DCOM of the week. Condra knows it. I don't. So, Condra, tell me about our DCOM of the week. Our DCOM of the week is called Tiger Cruise. Tiger Cruise. It came out in 2004. 2004. And okay. So, when, when we were alive. We were alive. Um, and our... Top bills, I'll give you that too. Okay. Are Hayden Panettiere. Okay, I'm. I know who that is, except I'm blanking. Blonde. She was in Heroes, um, the TV show called Heroes. Okay. Um, I never watched that. Okay, she. I, what? What like kids movie? Like what? It's not. It's not. She's not Anna Sophia Robb, who was in Bridge to Terapithia, but she's like, on that what, caliber. But like, what type of move? That type of movie okay. was. Um. She was in a soap opera called Guiding Light. Uh, reoccurring guest role of Malcolm in the Middle. This was her first major role. It was Tiger Cruise. And then she became very prominent on Heroes. She so, might actually be the one that doesn't have a movie like that, but I still have heard of. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's... She didn't... She was very little, like, soap kind of stuff, and then got... This was kind of her big thing, and then Heroes took off. 
She was apparently an early punk. She was on punk a couple of times, too. Okay, Tiger Cruz has and, Hayden oh, Hennessy here. And, and Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, uh, the president from Independence Day. Also. Uh, the guy from Spaceballs. What else did we... We just watched him in something else. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Okay, Tiger Cruz. It, it's uh, spelled Cruz like C-R-U-I-S-E. Yes. Because I'm just thinking of... Uh, what's the what's the lady in Cars 3? Oh, Romero. Uh, yeah, Romero. Uh, Cruz. Cruz. I'm trying to remember. No, it begins with an R. Um, I've only seen Cars 3 once, though, so, so... In theaters that, when the day that, it came out. So that lady does um, podcasting, and she's told a story about if she's walking... She, uh, she used some of her Cars 3 cred to just get free Disney Disneyland uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you looking up her name? No. Or someone else? I'm looking up Bill Pullman. Okay. It's driving uh, me nuts. And so apparently she was just like in line in Disney World and um, someone like heard her voice talking or like, are you Cruz Ramirez from Cars 3? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> Ramirez. Cruz yeah. Ramirez. There yeah. you go. And um, I just think it's funny that like, not just like some, not just like someone's face you see, like oh you're this in this movie, but like I recognize you from seeing you. It's like no, this parent has had Cars three on in the background of their life enough to know what it was. League of Their Own that we were oh, watching. Oh, Joe Coleman yeah. was in. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, Gina Davis's husband. Yeah, um, Bob. Bob. Yeah, the idea that you're just like that a parent just knows a voice so well that like you could hear it was funny to me. Um, so Tiger Cruise. Tiger Cruise. Two thousand four. Wait, I still haven't guessed. Okay, no, I know. That's why right. I'm I'm getting you back on track. Because I feel like it'd be cool if it was a name. That's that's why I was getting on that. <laughs> no. Because Tiger Cruise sounds like a cool name for a person. Does it? Yeah. Who who would want to call their well, child Tiger? Tiger Woods, so Tiger can be a first uh. name. And Tiger Cruise, like Cruise is like a last name. No, I whether know. it be spelled like Tom Cruise or like a more Latino version. Okay, Tiger Cruise. I mean, the obvious thing is that it's like it's a cruise with tigers on it. So... <laughs> Or that it's a spinoff of last week's um, Tiger Town. That is the sole reason I picked this one. Okay, so I'm going to go... I'm, I'm just going to guess that it's a spinoff of Tiger Town. The, the orphan boy from, the, <laughs> from Tiger Town has grown up, and he loves the Detroit Tigers so much that he has a little um, a cruise on whatever Great Lake uh, Detroit borders. <laughs> I have no idea. Near. I don't even know if it's on a Great Lake. But whatever Great Lake in Michigan... Um, there are isn't Michigan like the five lakes like I know people that live in Michigan and he, he runs he runs a cruise service yeah for people to for Tigers fans to watch the games and get get together but then um he gets sued by the Tigers uh baseball c- club and he has to decide does he love the Tigers baseball team or does he love this company that he's been running and it's like a moral dilemma. And that's what Tiger Cruise is about. <laughs> a children's 2004 yeah, It's a legal drama. Starring Hayden Panettiere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, Bill Pullman's that, and his daughter has to remind him that it's about the love of baseball, not the love of the, the company. Yeah. Yep, that's what going. the movie's about. I don't, know what, I don't know what you're confused about. We're going to that. Alrighty. So, complete turn. Uh, this movie is actually about the events of September 11th. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> uh, so, sounds like the makings for good comedy. 
So uh, this movie is about a young daughter, Hayden Panettiere's character named Maddie, who goes on a tiger, what's called an Operation Tiger. It is a week-long cruise. Uh, Her father is a high-ranking naval commander. And they go on this tiger cruise together, which allows civilians to be on the ship, on a ship with family members. Okay. So that's called like a tiger cruise and like naval terminology? Yeah. Okay. So they, she doesn't want to be there. She hates being a military, what she called a military brat. She's tired of it and is trying to, on this cruise, convince her father that they, he shouldn't do this anymore, that it's not good for them. Uh, so she finds a couple other teens on board. They cause some mischiefs during an air show. Ooh, mischief. They disguise Mister Chief. <laughs> they disguise themselves as crew members and sneak on to a deck they are not allowed to be on during an air show, which could be incredibly dangerous. And they put themselves in a lot of danger. And they get a stern talking to, and it's all of a sudden, oh no, like. I'm in the, I've put my father in this position now and but at the same time she's not all that sorry because she doesn't care she doesn't want her father to be doing this and then the next morning they find out they're they're on a boat not not on on not near land that September 11th the attacks have happened and the the boat becomes active basically it's like we are now under threat and dealing with civilian life, and she realizes the work that her father does is actually really important, and she's okay with being a military child. Well, that's heartwarming, but also propagandistic in a fun way. Yeah, I mean, so think about was it was it shot like on a like a? It was shot on a ship that was active at the time of September 11th. It was not active when they shot the film though okay um it was the uss constellation okay so it's actually like specific about that so yeah it's i think in a way i mean i'm thinking like spider-man had that thing with september 11th and the two tower there's a lot of films around that time period that came out that both tried to Allow adults to reckon what happened and also to explain to children what happened. Yeah. You think, like, Miss, Mr. Rogers was pulled out of retirement to film a special episode to talk to children about yeah. something scary is happening in this world. So it's another way to create that touch point for people to start wrapping their heads. I mean, I was in first grade when it happened and you were younger. It's like... Maybe not as much of our yeah. mental. Yeah, I like it from that lens. I I I don't like the uh, uh, military is good. Like the wait, the appreciation of the her father as like as like a military figure is 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 good, obviously. But like the idea that it takes like a like a we need to go fight the terrorist turn probably at the end is a little shaky. Yeah. Um, which probably isn't as explicit in the movie. It's probably more like my dad is a hero and he's great, which is which is fine. Like, yeah. It's like we have enough military in our family to respect and like understand that military service is incredibly important. And when working towards the right means. But it is the thing have... is like when Hollywood makes a movie with military equipment, like the military pays for it. Yeah. And then it, then the, then the military gets a say in what's in the script. 
I don't know if that happened. I, um, I can't say. It probably, it probably did, did if they did. were using military. They uh, were using military. rail ships, yeah. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, no. It And it is, if you want to find out about it yourself, it is, is available. It, it is available on Disney Plus. All right. Not that we're sponsored by Disney Plus in any way, shape, or form. Oh, uh, Disney, shoot us, shoot us some of that. We'll shill for Disney. I'm day. already a shill for. I've been to shill for Disney for two seasons already. Me, if you want to pay me to give positive reviews of of Avengers movies, like you famously do for every YouTube channel, then yes, I will happily, I will happily I, apply. I'm already a shill for you. I own I own probably 400 Tsum Tsums downstairs that are sitting <laughs> in a bin in a plastic bag. I pay for you already. All right, let's wrap it up. Um, okay. This has been minute four. They're they're singing. They're gonna be singing some more next minute. Oh yeah. Does it, is it gonna last the whole next minute too? This is a weird question with like musicals. Is like you get like whole chunks where you're just. Oh, sorry. Uh, you get whole segments. Thank you. <laughs> where, <laughs> you get whole segments where it's just all song, and then you like, and so you have to wait for more character development to happen often. Or yeah. Wait, I forgot something. When Troy takes his jacket off, we see Snowboarder Lady get really excited in the background. Yeah. yeah. And the shirt has like a, like a more like Hawaiian like. It's got stripes and it's embroidery. Got the, the, the shoulder line like down from the shoulder to the legs. Yeah. It's got like almost like a vest where the vest would yeah. be. It's a line of embroidery. It's a very weird. It's a very 2006 shirt. <laughs> so but yeah. Well, tune in next time for more tunage. Ooh. Uh, you can find us on the internet at Amateur Nerds. At Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y on Twitter. Email us, amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Thanks to our icon artist, uh, yeah, Theo, that's Theo Golden. T Golden Art. On the Instagram. And thanks to our lovely musician, Joe Winslow. For the intro and outro music, joewinslowmusic.com. Till then, we're the Amateur Nerds. I'm Tyler Boudreau. I'm Condra. And if you want to hear us next week, nope. <laughs> uh, and if you're wondering if we'll be coming at you next week, let me tell you, you can bet on it.